Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Can't believe it's already Monday morning by two minutes and a few seconds. Uh, Monday ahead of all of us. So a number of issues that I want to get to this morning. Inflation. I, I saw some report that said inflation inflation is hitting the average family of about $400 a month, about $400 extra a month. There's the agreement, the bipartisan agreement. Yes, I said it, bipartisan agreement of U.S. senators announcing, or in principle, the gun safety legislation, um, and we'll get to that. Uh, That's one of the stories we're going to deal with. I've been telling you folks for weeks that Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg is not going anywhere, even though there were wonderful results in San Francisco. It's not going to happen here in New York. We don't have that system. You can't remove the district attorney with a recall uh, vote. And uh, Governor Hochul was not going near that with a 10-foot pole. Also saying that now is the uh, former New York City Police Commissioner, Ray Kelly. And I'm happy with uh, one particular story. And um, some of you may not like this, but, but, but uh, Home Depot, an administrative judge, has said that Home Depot workers do not have a right to wear Black Lives Matter merchandise or imagery imagery while on the job. And I agree with that a position because it is divisive to wear it. Listen, if you support the overall cause of protesting for injustice, that's fine. But if you're out there with just a T-shirt on or a hat, it's divisive. There's no other way to put it. And so uh, that's been a ruling that has uh, come down, and we are taking your telephone calls this morning at 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So let's start with the gun agreement, the gun agreement. And it's good news. It is really good news for the American people. So, one, it includes needed mental health resources. Wonderful news. It includes 
school safety and support for students. Wonderful news. And it also helps ensure dangerous criminals and those who are adjudicated, if you will, as mentally ill, they cannot purchase weapons. Wonderful news. Also, it doesn't have a, a red flag law in the agreement, but, 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 but it does have a red flag provision with the government providing resources to state. So in other words, the feds, and rightfully so, are going to punt to the states and the tribes to create and administer laws that help ensure that deadly weapons are kept out of the hands of individuals whom a court, not just a regular person, a court has determined to be a significant danger to themselves or to others. Now, here's the key part. Now, there's a plus and a minus to this agreement on guns. Here, Here is the plus, the good news. I like to always start with the good news. The good news, as the announcement includes the support of 10 Republican senators, And that's important because it gives the proposal enough support to overcome the Senate filibuster. So right now, right now, on day one, it has the support of 10 Republican senators, which will give the proposal enough support to overcome the Senate filibuster. So that's that's uh, that's great news. The bad news is this. The bad news is that it is not in complete writing as of yet. And until we see the devil in the details, then you don't know what's going to happen if it's actually going to make it through. But let's go, let's start with our telephone calls. Again, we're taking your calls on a number of topics, a number of things we're going to get to. 800-848-WABC. Oops, we, we just lost a call there. <laughs> um, Dominic Carty here with you folks. Uh, what I do also want you, I want to talk about crime. That's one of the issues. The Manhattan District Attorney has come under um, a, a number of criticism, Alvin Bragg. And on the Cats Roundtable with our owner-operator of WABC was Ray Kelly, one of the former police commissioners of New York City. And Ray Kelly told Mr. Katsimatidis that, like it or not, Alvin Bragg is here to stay. That's going to be the big the big push this November's election. Who's for law and order? Well, it's going to be an issue, no, no question about it. But I don't think the current governor, Governor Hochul, is going to touch this because uh, it's toxic as far as the politics are concerned. She doesn't want to do anything that looks like she's upsetting any uh, any group or any uh, you know constituents that uh, uh, would be upset with it. So no, I, I think Alvin Bragg, unfortunately, is here to stay at least for for uh, the rest of his uh, term, first term. Let's hope that's it. But uh, yeah. It's it's going to be a a big issue, and as you said, I mean this 
this could be uh, could be the start of uh, a revolution as far as voting is concerned and getting rid of some of these district attorneys. We know that uh, the Los Angeles district attorney, uh, he's the subject of a recall vote that's, uh, that's coming up. And uh, let's hope it goes in the right direction. And so there, there you have uh, Ray Kelly appearing on the Cats Roundtable. And I haven't even really started on inflation yet. We're going to get to that in just one second. But let's bring you folks into the program on this Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Let's go to Max in Manhattan. Good morning, Max. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Thank you for taking my call. Two things here. One, uh the the law about us having guns or uh, uh, having to the the, uh, the ability to uh, to hold on to arms comes is it's not just to protect ourselves it's because all governments whether a monarchy a democracy a republic eventually turn tyrannical that's how the, that's the history of governments it's not something that I'm making up and the the, the framers of the Constitution understood that they'd be less ty- less likely to be tyrannical. If we were armed, that's where this whole the foundation of this whole thing is. Before Hitler came into power, he took the guns. Before Hugo Chavez came into power, he took the guns. Before um, uh, Castro came in, before Mao Zedong came in, before Stalin came in. So Max, so Max, 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 Max. So you, Max, you believe this is about taking guns and not saving lives, even after Texas, even after Buffalo. You know very well that in Chicago, uh, there's 40 to 60 shootings, black-on-black crimes on the average of every weekend, and this is never in the paper. Never. And there's a far more. This is, if we look at his, we, we, see, we're all just involved with our lives here and listening to what the radio and CNN says. But if we look over the period of the last 200 years, we see it happening over and over again with the guns being taken away and what happens next. This is endemic. And when you're saying that the Republicans are voting for it, these are rhinos like Lindsey Graham cracker. Well, you, 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 you can call them rhinos or, or you want to, uh, Republicans, in, in name only. Uh, thank you for the call, Max. But the fact of the matter is, if, if 10 Republicans support this, there goes the filibuster, and it is going to make, make its way through, assuming that all 50 Democrats stay on board and as of late, that's not a uh, that's not a uh, a guarantee. And let me tell you this, folks, about inflation. Well, you know what? I want to bring in some more of you into the program. Then I'll deal with inflation because I want to know because I'm I'm now noticing the difference of um, of the in, the inflation hitting us. I'm certainly seeing it at the uh, gas pump, the supermarkets, and I want to hear from you, folks, if if you've been experiencing experiencing inflation under President Biden as well. I, I, I tell a joke all the time at home, and, and I basically said it here, and the joke that I tell at home, I go, oh, no, Trump had to go. Trump had to go. So how, how do you how do you like him now? You got Biden. You wanted Biden. Deal with it. Susan in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, it's been too long, but I got to get my beauty sleep. But tonight, um, yeah, so I'm a little confused about Ray Kelly. It's like he's saying, like, no, there's no chance that any of these Republicans, all of them uh, that are running for governor, 
have said that they would um, fire Bragg on his first day. So was he just saying this is a given that we're going to get this unelected individual uh, um, that she's going to automatically get in? Well, uh, Susan, I you, do you, not you, believe that's the case. You're raising a good point, but um, Ray Kelly is a, a very good man, and I, I believe what he's saying. Obviously, I can't speak for the commissioner, but I believe what he's saying is the reality of any Republican running for statewide office in New York. It is an uphill battle, to say the least. And so if you go by history, uh, recently we can point to Pataki, but that's basically about it in terms of uh, governor. So we'll see what happens. I think that Republican chances have increased uh, with what's going on around the country and in New York. But we'll see. It is still, Susan, and I hear you as far as your point, but it is still very much so an uphill battle for any Republican looking to um, achieve statewide office. Let's go to Robert in Suffolk County. Good morning, Robert. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Go right ahead. Uh, Governor Hochul was uh, signing the package of bills she did. Yes. She took away one of the maybe best ways for us to defend ourselves without being armed, to wear a ballistic vest. Now you can't. If you're not a police officer or law enforcement. Well, I got to be honest with you, Robert. I I agree with that. Uh, And especially given what happened in Buffalo, where that hero retired Buffalo police officer hit the suspect, but because he had on body armor or a vest, it wasn't enough to stop him. I mean, well, Robert, you make the case for me. Why should someone walk around with body armor and bulletproof vests? Because it's that dangerous out now. It really is with all the shootings, robberies, mm-hmm. and other crimes, mm-hmm. assaults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, um, and go ahead. Go ahead. Vests worn by criminals are actually kind of rare. Right, but um, but lately we're we're seeing where they are putting on body armor and so on. And and that happened in, in the wake of uh, Buffalo with this suspect. Thank you for the call, Robert. Having on um, the body armor or at least the vest. Let's go to Joseph in Parkchester. Joseph, are you with me? Yeah, good morning. Um, actually, speaking of uh, the Buffalo and Uvalde shootings, uh, I'll get to my main comment, but there's an excellent analysis. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. I, well, I, I get nervous when somebody calls up and and you want to promote a, another article. First, tell, go ahead. We'll, we'll we'll make an exception this time. Go ahead. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. So, I mean, the gentleman, gentleman's name is Andrew Anglin. Okay, it's at unz.com, and again, it does not just focus on the gun issue. It goes under the psychological profile of many of the young men, very deeply troubled, psychologically disturbed young men who engage in these shootings. So it's an excellent article by him. Again, it's unz.com. Okay, I I, I heard you the first time. Okay, so now now why is that relevant? Why is that important? Without please continuing to promote someone else's work? But go ahead. Yeah, sure, sure, by all means. Now, I think the central problem uh, with regard to democracy and 
It's not gun ownership or access to guns that is the central problem, all right, because it's not uh, long guns, as one gentleman pointed out, or uh, assault rifles that are uh, used in the commission of most gun crime in the United States. Now, I've made this point numerous times before. The problem is race. It is not weapons. I'll give you a case in point. Blacks are only 13% of the total okay, hey, wait, United Joseph, States population. Joseph, Joseph, I want you to make your point, but it sounds like you're either in a closet or a bathroom or, or you put muffled the phone. Can you, is it possible for you to speak a little clearer? Okay, can you hear me now? Uh, it's about the same. But qu- quickly, please make your point because it's it's a bad connection. You said African-Americans are 13% of the population. I believe that's what you said. That's correct. And in the year 2020, the year of George St. George Floyd, all right, they committed almost 60% of all the homicides in the United States. All right. Now, long guns, assault rifles, in the vast majority of those crimes – uh, assault rifle, an AR-15 or something similar, was not used. All right, the vast majority of those crimes are committed by degenerates. Okay, I, I Joseph, I, I got you, and for argument's sake, I agree with you. But it was used in Buffalo. It was used in Texas. So, do you want us to just ignore that fact? With all these no, dead bodies. Want, hold on, hold on. I want you to, I want you to don't ignore Buffalo. Don't ignore Uvalde. Focus on the majority of the criminal activity in the United States committed by felons with guns. They are not young white men. Most of them are black and Hispanic. Okay, okay. Joseph, in city Joseph, Joseph, crime. Joseph, I agree with you. Right? I agree with you. But what do you, would you make that argument to a mother in Texas or to a mother in Buffalo that their great-grandmother was just slain? Would you make that same argument that, oh, well, what about the blacks killing each other at 60% in urban areas and it's not long rifles? Would you, would you really make that same argument? Well, you see, I would make the exact same argument, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because, again, the Democrats, led by Brandon, uh, the dementia patient, and there's a whole sleazy crew around him, they want to make an emotional appeal. They want you not to think logically and rationally about the big picture. They don't want you to focus on metrics. Okay, I, 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 hear, I, I hear you, Joseph, and I thank you for the call. So you said focus on the big picture. I'm going to do exactly that, do exactly that right now. We need we need a scenario where 18-year-olds cannot obtain these types of semi-automatic rifles. We need, at a minimum, what this bipartisan group of, se- of senators uh, have accomplished. Something must change. We cannot overlook what happened in Buffalo, what happened in Texas, and say, see, see the problems of the black community? Yes, I talk about it quite a bit, quite a bit, and something needs to change. Something must change. And if you want me to be blunt about it, Democrats must stop looking the other way simply for black votes, ignoring the black-on-black crime, because people are literally being slaughtered. But what I'm talking about right now, for argument's sake, is what happened in Buffalo and what happened in 
Texas. Let's go to our friend Michael in Manhattan. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Okay, I'm on a speakerphone. Can you hear me okay? Yes, but it's best if folks please don't call on a speakerphone. But we'll, we'll All right, hold on. I'm going to switch it yeah, off. See, see, see this is why we don't want you to call on a speakerphone because then you're wasting time where we have to wait for you to switch the call okay. over. Okay, uh, please stop okay. talking about okay. wasting time. Okay, you so spend so five minutes so, with that other guy. Okay, Here's so Michael, so you're done. Here. You're done, and we'll talk to you another time. Let's go to Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Thanks, as always. It's such a pleasure to hear you. Thank you. Um, uh, and um, if I could, I'm going to try and be quick. A couple of points, I'll be concise, hopefully. Um, I think what people are driving at, and I know you get the, the inner city crime problem, gangs, the whole thing, just the lack of regard for human life. We've talked about it. I know you get it. But I think the frustration people feel is that no one in government gets it. And more importantly, no one in government is doing a damn thing about it. So they're looking at one thing and say, oh, my God, this is horrific. This is the end. We have to do something about it. And yet the carnage in the cities goes on and on and on. And like you said, especially black-on-black crime, Hispanic crime as well, comparative, it's it's horrible because they're, they're allowing people to kill each other, you know what I mean, their own race, at, at the highest numbers, basically, that I, from everything that I've read, at least in a very, 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 very long time, years and years. I don't think it's ever been this high in most cities. Um, if ever. So it's a bad time, and I don't think people quite can, you know what I mean, they can't correlate. Why is one needs immediate, drastic action? And yet, and because you and I both know, Dominic, if someone wants to get a weapon of any kind, you and I talked about the first 48 one night. These people are going to get a weapon. And the other thing the Democrats don't want to recognize. Wait, Jennifer, wait, our, let, let me just say this. I thought about you yeah. this weekend, channel surf, oh, no. surfing, oh, oh. And, and the first 48 came on. And it was it was such a stereotype. It was like, I, I'm just being honest, folks. Um, so please don't judge me. I'm just telling you what I, every time I turn on, it's an African-American suspect and an African-American uh, victim. Every now and then it may be a white victim or a white suspect. But I, I just can't watch it, Jennifer, because it, it, it is just, it is just, and so let me just say this, and then I'll let you have your say before I take a break. I'm already late for the break here. You know, I have made this argument to many, to some of my friends that are African-American, and Jennifer, they, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear about the black-on-black crime. Whenever I bring it up, they say, more white people kill more white people. How come you don't focus on that, Dominic? Why are you focusing on black people killing black people? And I say, well, because it's an inner city and it makes headlines. And, guys, don't you understand? White people may not say something to you, but this is not helping race relations with black people keep killing black people. Anyway, Jennifer, so so I, I have given up trying to make the argument to my friends because most of them, outside of the ones that are in law enforcement, they are in complete denial. But go ahead. Exactly. And I will say, if, if anyone's familiar with John Locke's work or Heather McDonald, you look at the stats, the stats don't lie. So these people that are mentally unstable and have, whether it's evil in their heart or just their insanity, they're going to do what they will do, and they will get weapons. And you look at the Parkland shooter, 
Obama's program that he put into place allowed that guy to have absolutely no record, nothing, because it's something like they don't want them to go from, I don't know, high school to prison, some, some silly, you know, you know, named program where nothing was done to that guy. That's why he was allowed to go stay in and stay in and stay in with all these, you know, hits that should have gotten his butt out of school, but it didn't. And that's what's wrong. And last but not least, I'm hoping at some point during, you know, the coming days, if you could talk about the Michigan cop that's being charged with second-degree murder for the shooting of that Congolese immigrant, Patrick Layola, I think is his last name. Forgive me if I'm not saying it right. I think that's a very important case. And that man, that that cop, I heard it, the, the former chief of police, an African-American man, looked at the cop's record and said he had a very clean, very good record at getting guns and drugs off the streets. Um, he seemed to be a very clean cop. And I think it's a very heartbreaking situation. Um, and I think if you look at the murder rates and everything since George Floyd. These guys aren't going out there to do what this guy did. He was out there trying to do a traffic stop. The guy had warrants, the whole thing. And it's a shame that this is just going to make less and less of them want to do anything to protect people or to get involved. Why should they just sit in that cruiser or talk on their phone? Well, Jennifer, I thank you for the call as always. And what what Jennifer just said is correct. If you are a police officer, right, let's say New York City, you've lost uh, qualified immunity. To a degree, to a degree, you know, to a small degree, you're on your own. There are some in the community that don't support you when you're trying to help people in another community. And so it's just easier to say, okay, unless it's a radio call that comes through where where I'm I'm mandated to respond. I'm not, I'm not, which, okay, here's another way I can say this, and then we'll continue on the other side. Would you put your life on the line knowing that the guy will be out or the gal will be out in two hours? I know I wouldn't. If they can say whatever they want to you and and then pull out their phone and and you're the you're the bad guy with a million hits on social media. Dominic Carter here with you. We're gonna take as many phone calls this morning as humanly possible. We will be right back. Talk Radio 77, WABC. Talk Radio 77, WABC. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77, WABC. And we are back. I'm looking at an email from our friend Sal, a friend of the program, and he says uh, President Roosevelt would say the buck stops here. Evidently, President Biden says the buck stops somewhere else. So far, he has blamed Putin for inflation, and now he blames shipping moguls for inflation. Who will Biden blame next for inflation? The walking dead. Democrats have a problem. Democrats have a major problem, folks, and it's called President Biden. What do you do with an incumbent president where if he runs, you're you're done. The party's done. No coattails. Senators will lose. Some senators, House members will lose, and you'll lose the White House. And 
food prices keep climbing no end in sight. Inflation continues to take a hold of the U.S. economy. And from uh, Kraft Heinz to Tyson, Campbell Soup, they're all warning, they're all warning that prices will continue to skyrocket. McDonald's, Shake Shack, Cracker Barrel, all signaling that they're going to pass the bill, if you will, on to you and I. A number of issues we are dealing with. And let's go uh, right back to the telephone calls. Tommy in Brooklyn. Tommy, I understand you're not too happy with the gun agreement. Uh, not really. Uh, good morning, Dominic. Good um, morning. I, I'm, not happy. I'm not happy because uh, no longer legal to wear a vest or body armor. I would prefer that it's only illegal while in the midst of a crime. Um, although, here's my problem. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. So, so you're saying only illegal if... If you're committing a crime, I, I don't know how that would be enforced. I mean, yeah, well, here, here's where it comes in okay. in, in the midst of a crime. But if they're wearing one, it does allow, allow it gives them protection, allows more chilling. So that it kind of like it's one of those 22 situations, catch 22. Okay. So I propose a permit, same as getting a firearm, you know, uh, something like that, you know, with all the checks involved. And here to my next point, uh, I, my next point is I'm for any firearms. Um, but in the case of AR 15 style firearms, um, the permit for this uh, weapon gun should be a lot more difficult to obtain. You know, I mean, you know, longer waiting time, uh, more stringent police checks from all addresses, past and present, FBI checks for mental and any domestic issues, including social media. What it comes down to is, I, I grew up, uh, I grew up in competitive shooting. I started when I was seven years old, and I continued on until I was twenty, and I was pretty good at it. And uh, AR-15s are awesome weapons to fire in competition. And I don't want to take that away So, because many of the people who use these firearms in competition, they become soldiers. You know, they become Marines. They become, you know, they become the best of the best. I don't want to take that away from them. And, and it's not something that we should take away. We should be allowed to have them. But I also – I think it should be more difficult to get – you know, if you're waiting three days and they say, hey, who cares about what he's got on social media? The guy in the, in the gun store giving a check, that's not – I'm not cool with that. I'm not, I'm not on board with that. I think that the uh, the real check should be more FBI, maybe ATF, whatever it has to be to be more stringent, more difficult to obtain. But you have to make sure that the person, like you said, is sane and is no red flags. And mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of like one of those catch twenty twos, but at the same time, permits. You know, it all comes down to, to permitting. I don't want to. I don't want anybody to take away our weapons. I mean, our, our firearms, because an armed civil, an armed civilian is the best defense against a uh, corrupt and totalitarian government. Well, Tommy, mm-hmm. I, I, I thank you for the call. I, I hear you, and you made a good argument about the Catch-22. Um, I'm, I'm just not comfortable with that weapon. I, I admit I'm, I'm not really a, um, a shooter of guns. The few times that I've done it at a range, I really didn't enjoy it. It just felt like immense power in my hand. And that once you fired it, there's no taking it back. So you better know what you're doing. I just didn't like the feeling. Did not like it. I'm not into hunting. I've I've seen a lot of hunters. Um, I've always been afraid to hunt because I'm afraid of an accident, you know, um, 
people get shot sometimes. And, you know, I, I've seen where people hunt uh, turkeys with bow and arrows and so on. I, it's just it's just not my thing. So I'm not I'm not into taking away someone's right, but it has to be what benefits the masses. Let's go to Patricia. We're talking about food and gas prices. Patricia in Staten Island. Good morning, Patricia. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, I just want to say that for the seniors especially, like me and my husband are seniors, we do own our own home. But the prices, and I see, and everything, I wonder how long are we going to maintain? We live in Staten Island, one of the best boroughs. Mm-hmm. How long are we going to hang on? I said, I went to the store this morning, bologna, the cheapest cold cut you could buy, $10 a pound. Are you serious? I swear to God. $10, I said, $10 a pound. I said, what are we going to spend? We have company coming over. I said, what the hell are we spending if we get cold cuts? $60, $65. So, so wait, Patricia, I, I have a question. If the bologna was uh, $10, how much was the turkey? Oh, forget about it. Just forget. And you know what the sad thing is? In this world, if you live in a poor neighborhood, they got even worse because they know the people in the poor neighborhood mostly don't have cars. So they're stuck to go into the little stores, and they're hiking the prices even higher. Wow. they know that these people, they know, well, they know they're stuck. Elderly people, you know, a lot of them can't drive anymore, and they're stuck where they are. And I say, where's the economy going to go? It's going to get worse because people, I mean, the stealing, the pulverage, where I live over here, you know what the CVS told them? They come in to steal, let them go out. Don't stop them. Just let them go because they're afraid of the guns. Right. And we live in a good neighborhood. I said, this is, it's crazy. I mean, something has got to give with gas. I mean, yeah, we got a good car. But he said, what are we going to do if it goes to $7 a gallon? We're not going to be able to drive it. He said it will be staying in the, you know. Patricia, I think, I think many Americans feel that way right now. And, and to be frank with you, it just seems like the attitude from the White House is just like, Okay, well, it's out of our control. And, oh, I mean, I, I read something over the weekend, I don't want to get too graphic, that even on feminine products, right? Yes. <laughs> they, 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 they're running out of that. So, I mean, in, in America. Yeah. In America. I, I agree. In, I never thought in my days, I'm 70, and I, thank God I'm a good 70. I am getting around, and I mean, I thank God that I have a house that's paid off for in that. Well, that's good I still news. wonder. That's you good know, news. But I still wonder, where are we going? I mean, our children, what is going to be, you know, what, where is it going to end? I mean, it's getting really out of hand. Well, and then on, on one point I want to make on the gun control real quick. I will okay. keep you on. Okay. You know, they said now you have to be 22 to buy the gun, right, uh, to get a gun. But you know what? Or if you talk to psychiatrists and all the people, they say that the male mind is not mature around till 28. And nobody has brought that up. That, well, you know, that you really, the, the maturity. I said, you know what, even though they put it to 22, they think they're giving us a present. Big deal. These kids are going to get it from somewhere else. They'll pay their brother to get them the gun. And well, my husband was looking up. You could still get a gun online. Wow. Are you shocked? My husband was looking it up because we had company. We said, let's see. He said, here's a gun you could get for $200. Well, 
Wow. Well, Patricia, I thank you for the call, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. I do want to make this point, folks. Uh, on this program, I'm not one of these uh, shock jocks, shock talk show hosts. As long as we're respectful of each other, I will take everyone's call. Once we start with the disrespect and the yelling at each other, then it's time to go. Then it's time to go, and I have to move on to the next call. It really is that simple. And Patricia made the point about baloney. Let, let me just say this, Patricia. Um, and I, you know, you're a senior citizen, so I, I wish you, uh, I wish you well, you and your husband. And the good news is that your home is paid off, and so that's wonderful. As a resident of Staten Island, baloney is one of the scars from my upbringing my poor upbringing in the projects in the city. And you will never, never, ever, 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 ever see Dominic Carter eat bologna. It's not going to happen. If you come into a room, it's a scar that represents my poor upbringing because we ate bologna for breakfast. I've had fried bologna, cold bologna, bologna uh, warmed up in, in a million different ways. We have bologna for breakfast, bologna for lunch, bologna for dinner. And so bologna is not my, uh, what Oscar Mayer, Matt, it is. Uh, hey, how about you, Matt, Alex, or any of you? Any of you folks uh, enjoy bologna? I'm just curious I before do. I take a break. You do? Yeah, I do. You do. I don't eat it. I don't, <laughs> I don't eat it a lot, but I do. And, I, and, and let me tell you something. When she first said bologna at $10 a pound, mm-hmm. I said, that's impossible. Sure enough, she was right. Wow. It really was. I mean, the gourmet gourmet. Right. Was $10 a, right. Was $10 a pound. And where's Alex? Does Alex, uh, does Alex uh, eat bologna? There was a time when I was a kid where the only sandwich I would eat was bologna and Miracle Whip on, like, white bread. I don't know why. I was just... Wait, wait, wait. Why the bread got to be white? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> you got me there, Dom. You know, as a diabetic, I'm supposed to eat wheat, so, right. you know. But anyway, thank you, folks. And so uh, Patricia brought me back to my bologna uh, growing up, and I am late for a break, so we're going to do exactly that. More of your phone calls and the chronicles of Dominic Carter when we come back. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. So it appears that more than 1,500 NYPD officers have either resigned or retired so far this year. Can you blame them? Can you really blame them? I know I can't. This is on pace to be the biggest exodus, if you will, of officers since the stats have been available. So NYPD pension stats show that some 524 cops have resigned and 1,072 retired as of May 31st. That is the world that we live in. A number of issues we are dealing with this morning. We are going right back to the telephones Dominic Carter here with you on this Monday morning until 1 a.m. That's when Frank Morano and the other side of midnight starts. Let's go to our friend Jay in Ohio. Good morning, Jay. What's on your mind? All these topics that you're talking about, they're all linked together. And if there's a bigger picture, 
and that is that the election that happened two years ago when Biden got elected, it was a stolen election. It okay, was but stolen. I, Jay, it was Jay, a- Jay, Jay, that train left the station. We, 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 we could talk about it until we're 80 years old. It's not going to change. Well, what's going to happen is that inflation is going to continue even right? continue. Listen, inflation is going to continue going higher, right? Second Amendment, they're trying to take down the Second Amendment because they want Americans to be armless so they, they can bring in this new world order. That's really what this is all about. And you, re- you Jay, wait, you, you really believe that? I, listen, it's, Dominic, if you look at the piece, you look at when all these guns, these um, mass shootings took place, it's an election year, right? When Obama was in, mass shootings, election, right? Election, right? When when Clinton was in, right, the bombings, mass shootings, you know, all the stuff that was going on, like I said, every time the Democrats are in, right, they try to move the ball forward. And I'm telling you, it's all part of a bigger picture. That's all I got to say. All right, Jay. Well, I appreciate your call, and you have a wonderful morning. Let's go from Ohio to the Bronx. Let's say good morning to Max. Good morning, Max. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Uh, my wife and I was at uh, BJ's today, and I bought a double pack of Oscar Mayer uh, beef bologna. It was, uh, and I love bologna. It was really? 18 bucks, though. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but I like to say, why does liberals, and especially guys like Eric Adams, you are a police officer, why, my 12-year-old daughter said, why don't they put criminals in jail? You, solving crime seems to be as easy as filling potholes. It, it seems to be the simplest thing in the world. I, put criminals I, in prison. Max, I, Max I, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly, um, what you just said. And, and your daughter, you have a very smart daughter, a very observant daughter, because it really is that simple. But see, here's what happened. Uh, You had the situation in Minneapolis, um, and all of a sudden, the tide turned in America, in which, and it took a while, but the police were the bad guys. Every criminal is a civil rights activist. Every criminal, his or her rights were violated. And so now we're in a situation where they can go into a store and just take stuff, and they have a right to do so. And the truth is, why is that possible? Because, um, to be honest with you, African-Americans vote Democratic, and uh, the Democrats are not going to do anything to mess with their golden goose. It's as simple as that, folks. You can call it any other thing you want to. You can say correcting history, uh, civil rights, um, um, whatever, whatever. The bottom line is this. Democrats don't want to touch their golden goose. And they're going to keep having that goose ladies re-election eggs as long as they can ride uh, this uh, situation. As long as they can continue to do what they're doing, Democrats. But no matter what they do, they're in trouble with the midterms. Because as the kids say on the street, the term that the kids use... The Democrats played themselves. It's as simple as that. They went way, way, way too far. Way too far. Everything starts with law and order. But we no longer have law and order. At all. 
How do you just let someone walk into a Dwayne Reed, for example, and just take whatever they want? And look at the security guard and say, you better not say a word to me. Because if you say a word to me, I may shoot you, I may stab you, and I may be released from prison, released from uh, custody a day or two after stabbing you. Why? Because I'm the victim. It's society's fault. And so that's that's where we stand right now. That's where we stand right now. And until until it's corrected, it, it's not going to get any better. And in New York, certainly, you you have um, Democrats, African American elected officials that need that golden egg, the black vote, and they're not going to do anything to. Um, to, to mess this up. Let's go to Billy. Billy, and, because at the end of the day, what they're saying is their election is the most important thing. To hell with you and I. Billy in Queens, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, I agree with everything you're saying. There should, there should be stricter gun laws. And, you know, I don't own a gun. I'm not into guns. People that are into guns creep me out. I'm like you. I mean, hunting makes no sense to me, hanging out in the woods upstate, you know, waiting for a deer to run by to shoot it in the head. You know, I'd rather ride my bicycle, Central Park, and then I go all the way up in the Harlem. I stop at the Red Rooster. But I'll tell you, those girls up there, those hot-looking black girls, they order the most expensive drinks. You know, I got to upgrade. I got to buy nicer clothes and stuff, to be honest with you. Mm. Well, I, I, Billy, I thank you for the call. Um I, I wouldn't know anything about that, about what any particular group of young ladies uh, drinks that they order. I don't know if you were being funny or serious, but ha-ha, I didn't get the joke. Let's go to uh, Tom in the Bronx. Good morning, Tom. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, uh, Dominic. I heard you talk about bologna, and bologna was invented in Bologna, Italy. Uh, if you notice, when bologna got to the United States, they uh, it's spelled B L B A L O N E Y. Hey Tom, and Bologna is B A L O G N A. Tom, yeah, I, I just told you that one of the scars from my upbringing, my poor upbringing, is bologna. And you're calling to give me a history of bologna? Yeah, well, in other words, I had a bologna sandwich this morning. I feel guilty. Oh, don't 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 <laughs> feel guilty. Did you enjoy it? Well, it was all right. I mean, just you know, just for uh, a varied of uh, of munching, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, and hey, Tom, thank you for the call. Uh, uh, Oscar Mayer was the best bologna. It, it, it was, but but when you're eating Oscar Mayer for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know you kind of uh, yeah, it's a bit much. I <laughs> it's know a, it, it, it's a bit much. And then and then when you think about you know, and I'm not really trying to um um turn people's stomachs off, but hot dogs like uh, bologna when they say or when they think about when they say all the parts that go into it. So it tastes good and it looks good, but when you think about, ugh, it just makes me, ugh, ugh. Let's go to Sydney in the Bronx. Good morning, Sydney. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, Wow, it's so much to talk about. Dominic, we need to make our prisons and jails into military-type boot camps. That's one. Another one is 
the Democrats are all full of baloney, and my gut feeling tells me in November they are going to lose and Republicans are going to regain because people are fed up with crime. And I hope we get the uh, carry conceal weapon for good low body citizens in New York City. Well, uh, you already know, Sydney, that the mayor is not in favor of that. We're waiting for the um, the ruling from uh, from the Supreme Court. I do uh, thank you for the call. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I should have never brought up baloney, Matt. I shouldn't have done it. You, you knew it was coming. <laughs> you, you knew that was coming. <laughs> Some, somebody, had to, somebody had to say it. That was uh, Patricia in Staten Island. Dominic Carter here with you. Let's go to Jeff. Jeff in New York. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. Go right ahead, please. All right. Listen, uh, I, I, I'm a manager in uh, ShopRite, and um, it's all about inflation, okay? This go, is how it goes. Go ahead. We have, we did last week, $1.2 million in business, okay, with 377 less customers. The wow. average cart, the average cart used to be $38, okay? The average cart we have now is $69. So almost, almost double. Same amount of business in the store with almost 400 less customers. Wow. So, so Jeff, that means that's what's going on in the supermarket business. Wow. Wow. Okay. So the average person is now, it says, the average person cart has gone up almost doubled. Wow. Wow. Hey, Jeff, do you see things getting any better anytime soon? Absolutely not. The biggest problem we have now is that the shelves, like, you, here's for instance, distilled water, Okay. People are grabbing distilled water. The average person, you know, will grab two for the week. They're grabbing six. You know why? Go ahead. Because we used to, we used to get fifty cases every truckload. Okay, we're getting four. Wow. Why? This why is only? Going why, on. why only four? Because. The shipping problem is this. It all goes to shipping because they can't. They they got to put other stuff on the truck. So it, it's the whole thing. I'm telling you, it's it's out of control. Well, Jeff, thank you for the uh, for the lesson in terms of how things are working at a supermarket, folks. You you heard it directly there. Wow. Joining me right now, Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. Good morning to you. Good morning, Dominic. How was your weekend? Uh, pretty good. Have you noticed uh, inflation? Have you felt it yet? My goodness, have I noticed inflation. Absolutely. Prices are crazy. Prices for everything are crazy. 
What what's what has hit you and your family the hardest? Um, well, I would think the w- overall the price of our grocery bill has gone up exponentially, like a lot of folks. But um, I was at the food truck festival on Staten Island on Saturday, and they were selling at this food truck this little tiny little lobster roll. Well, it must be maybe four ounces, maybe four ounces, if that. Twenty one dollars, twenty one dollars. I mean, it's a little. It's almost like an hors d'oeuvre. $21 it was going. Wow. 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 So now, did you win an award at the uh, talk? I did not. No, that was a uh, rumor that Curtis created. (laughs) But that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Okay. All right. I said the thing. Really, Curtis's genius is that he's able to get even people that know he always makes stuff up to believe what he's saying. He had me fooled. I, yeah, I, I believe it. He can be very convincing. Wow. What do you have coming up this morning? Uh, well, no guests today, which uh, sometimes is fun to do, as you know, in that it gives uh, the callers and me an opportunity to really flesh out a wide variety of other of subjects that are in the news and that are on my mind. Some fun stories from the weekend. we got commendations coming up. And uh, the surprising reason that one major manufacturer of buns, hot dog and hamburger buns, is facing a boycott. I'll tell people about it, and uh, we'll we'll cover the gamut for the next four hours. We're going to cover more subjects in the course of the next four hours than, than any radio show in America. I believe you, and I'll be listening. Wonderful. So. Let's go back to the telephone calls. David and Matt Maspeth, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Yeah, I, I just want to ask you, uh, The relationship between Governor Pataki, who really brought New York State to a a peak, and uh, Alphonse D'Amato. And uh, how did Alphonse D'Amato be replaced by uh, Schumer? Well, uh, Schumer ran. Thank you for the call, David. Schumer ran against D'Amato and uh, and beat him, and it was a contentious race. But but Senator D'Amato was a major, major, major player in in um, in Senator, excuse me, and yeah, state senator uh, Pataki uh, moving on to beat Mario Cuomo. Do you remember the campaign? Oh, very when- well. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, look, I mean. It's so tough to analyze elections properly that are happening today and last year, let alone 24, right. 24 years ago. But I think, that one, New York was uh, already a liberal state, and it was trending more leftward around that time. I think that's part of it. I think a lot of uh, Senator D'Amato's problems at the time were self-inflicted. You know, he made a couple of foolish comments about Chuck Schumer yes. publicly that uh, that hurt him, especially with the Jewish community. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks say that uh, D'Amato didn't necessarily want to win that election, that he didn't run that race, I should say, like he wanted to win, that he was sort of ready to move on uh, to a life that he's done very well with now. Do you see the same type of scenario? I see it creeping up a little bit where a Republican might possibly win the governor's seat in New York? I think it's still very tough, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd say if crime keeps going through the roof and the cost of living keeps going through the roof, it's looking more realistic by the day. Well, folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight is coming up. Dominic Carter, I'll be back again tomorrow, same time. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.